Hello and welcome to the First and Ten podcast, our second podcast this week. We're back, I'm Ross, and with me as always is Dave. Hi, you alright? How are you yeah, doing? I'm good mate, but weird, second podcast this week. Yeah, we're really, really, really treating the fans. <laughs> you lucky buggers. Um, so we're going to do basically a whole podcast on your questions that you've asked this week, and you've asked us a lot, and you've asked us some good ones, and you've asked us some slightly weird ones. Um, but we'll we'll get into all of them uh, just in a minute. But first, we've set up a competition, Dave, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that went uh, Monday, I think, maybe, maybe Tuesday. I can't remember now. Yeah. But yeah, basically. Um, we're giving away uh, NFL jersey from the team of your choice. So, you know, go on there. All you've got to do is uh, share a post. Um, so if you go on Facebook or Twitter, we've got one on each of them, so you can enter twice for that. Yes. And, um, yeah, we're also giving you a, a, a additional chances to win. Um, so, like, every time we release a, an episode of this podcast, if you share that post, you'll get entered again. So between now and then, we'll probably have at least four or five podcasts, so... You can uh, enter sort of up to six, seven times probably. So give yourself a better chance of winning. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the competition ends what Thanksgiving? Yeah, Thanksgiving seemed a good time to run it soon. I'm, I'm, I'm very rough with my American dates, but that's kind of November. end of November. End yeah, of November. there we go. <laughs> okay, so. I, I, I want to say the twenty second. <laughs> I think it's the the fourth Thursday. Oh, right, okay. I, think, yeah, I think that's the twenty second. So yeah, you've got a good five or six chances then to get yeah. into this. We've already had 93 shares on the original post on Facebook, which is mental. Yeah, we've had similar on uh, Twitter, I think, as well. So Amazing. So yeah, you, you guys really want to get a, get a free jersey. Um, let us know which one you want as well. I've seen some people say they want the Saints colour rush, which is obviously a great choice. I love that jersey. It, it's honestly one of my favourite jerseys. It's so nice. I saw like, two or three of them at Wembley the other week, and it's like, oh, I want that. And the, the Chargers colour rush as well. Yeah. I, I like nearly all the colour rushes. A couple of them are a bit, bit grim. The Seals one's hideous, uh, absolutely disgusting. <laughs> is that the green? Yeah, like, the action the green, green or whatever it's yeah. called. Oh, it's gross. Yeah, not the best. But yeah. but the Seals sort of have one already in that grey one, don't they, when they wear the all, all grey? Yeah, we've like got one. three strips as it is. Yeah. But, yeah, I do, I do like a lot of the colour rushes. Like, I, think, I feel like people are against them, but I don't know. People seem to like them a lot more now. Yeah. Cause I think because they don't make a thing of it, do they, anymore? Yeah, you can just kind of wear them randomly. I th- I prefer them to some of the throwbacks. Some of the throwbacks are hideous. Yeah, some like I, I mix the throwbacks. Like the the uh, Patriots is probably my favourite of all our jerseys. But is it the red one. Yeah, the red one. Yeah, but we, we don't wear it anymore because uh, the one that's like change the helmets and yeah. all this other stuff. So we don't really wear it anymore. That always confused me. Like, surely it's just a, like a decal that you can stick over the top of your current logo. Yeah, take it off next week. I think it's because they're silver and they use white ones for that, but. <sighs> Yeah. Good old NFL, <laughs> ruining all the fun. Spatter that money around, but you can't have more than one helmet. Person, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, let's get into your questions. Um, let's start with Facebook, and pretty much all our Facebook questions came from uh, Ryan Bamborough. He asked us a few. Let's start with this one. After seven weeks, who is the coast coach? Sorry, most likely to get sacked? I'm assuming first as well. Yeah, I'll, we'll go with first because I'll assume that's it. That is what you meant there. Yeah. Um, I don't know, really. I think there's a few that are really in trouble. Yeah. Um, it's it's oh. weird because you can't just go by record, really, because no. Pat Shermer isn't getting fired. No, and neither is Gruden, is he? I think Gruden's uh, pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, the safest man in sports, basically. Fingers crossed, Hugh, Hugh Jackson. Oh, yeah, Hugh Jackson. How, <laughs> how could I have forgotten Hugh Jackson? <laughs> I guess Bill O'Brien's in trouble if they don't make the playoffs. 
Yeah. Because I think uh, I think time. I think they're going to run out of patience with him there. I think he's had sort of years, of, a few years of sort of mediocre results, and I don't think they could really have another one. Yeah, definitely. I think two two or three weeks ago, I would have said uh, Dan Quinn could have been under a bit of pressure. Yeah, yeah, that's. I get, but again, if they end up falling all the way down to I don't know four or five wins, mm. then. So I guess he would be in trouble. Ago, that's a long drop. I know they've had a lot of injuries, but you've yeah. still got Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. Yeah, I'm not sure if this season we'll see anyone fired during the season. I guess it probably will happen somewhere, but yeah, it doesn't. It feels like a lot of teams that will be changing in the uh, off season, but not. Yeah, I think too soon. I think the Cardinals have a full reboot. I know they only Steve Wilkes' first year, but him and I think um, Steve Kime. I think, yeah, I think they could both go this year and blow the whole yeah. thing up and start again. It's quite uninspiring, isn't it? I don't think. Yeah, it's harsh after what seven games, but uh, it, it feels doomed already. There. Yeah, they've got no offense. They've got no defense, and players wanting out. But the Patrick Peterson thing really confused me. Why he's been talked into staying because they're going to be a winner. Like it's that easy. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, it could take a yeah, while. I, I feel like that whole thing's just a bit of PR, and they've uh, basically just. Told him we're not trading you, so yeah, do it. No one's offered what we want for you, so you're not going anywhere. Yeah, I think uh, I think when you see seeing the uh, coordinators fired, like they have already in uh, Arizona, I yeah. think that's always a sign that there's trouble there. Yeah. I think there's an order that this things happening, isn't it? The coordinators go, they're first on the line, and then uh, yeah, the head coach doesn't normally take too long after that. Yeah, oh, Dirk, Dirk Cutter as well, obviously. They fired Mike Smith. Yeah, defensive coordinator's gone there, so he's next to go if it doesn't get any better this season. It's weird that Buccaneers. I don't really know what what they would consider a good season. I'm not really sure what the expectations were. No, they're three um, and three at the minute, and possibly the hardest division in football. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to know. I guess if they end up sort of six, seven wins, and Winston looks pretty decent, then it might sort of buy him some more time. But mm. yeah, I, I feel like he's quite tied to Winston there. Yeah, even though it wasn't in the draft of him, but. Just kind of drifting along the box. Yeah. So let's move on to our next question. This again from Ryan. Um, do you think Andrew Luck's first few weeks uh, lack of arm strength was down to his mental problems or the fact that he had no pre-season? He's come on leaps and bounds in the last few weeks, looking like a much more, um, well, the Andrew Luck that we know, having that really big, strong arm and being incredibly accurate. Yeah. I I think he was fine in the first few weeks. I don't I don't think he was what he was, but... That's just going to be a bit of rust. He hasn't pl- he hasn't played a game in well almost a couple of years in the yeah, end, wasn't it? Two I mean? years, yeah. Yeah, and I think he wasn't going. I think, he wasn't going deep, but then no. When you your one your one deep option is T.Y. Hill, and if he's not available, then you're not good enough. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to sort of know how much is on him and his arm strength, and how much was just on the team not being that great. Yeah, the offensive line was not great. They've got a, obviously Quinton Nelson was the rookie guard they, they drafted, but. Aside from him, the line's not fantastic, so he's not got time to really push it downfield. And I think, tellingly, last week he only threw twenty-three attempts, but they were an efficient twenty-three attempts. He threw I think three or four touchdowns in that, and that's what we need. This he doesn't need to be throwing sixty passes a game. That's mental. No, well, they seem to have found a running game this last week or two. Yeah. So I mean, that will really help him out. Mm. So I, I think he's just the same player as I've got. No real worries about luck. I think yeah. it just yeah, just a bit of just shaking off that rust as much as anything. So we've seen it with Wentz. Mm. He hasn't he hasn't sort of he's played well, but he hasn't sort of he hasn't been as he was and I think it just takes him a bit of time. I'd say yeah. no pre season I think is probably more the reason than 
sort of arm strength for and even a mental problem because he was still charging around like he had before, wasn't he? I, I think it was oh, the yeah. first week. He took a massive hit and he just got up and shook it off. If I was a Colts fan, every time he got hit, it would worry me because he, he just he, he runs into hits sometimes as well. So, I remember uh, standing next to him when they were over a couple of years ago and yeah. he's just a huge man. <laughs> I don't think it comes across quite on TV just how big he is. He's, no, he doesn't look that big or that or kind of have that presence about him. Yeah, when you stood next to him, it feels it feels like you just stood next to a linebacker or something. He's just <laughs> massive, and uh, yeah, he's yeah. I, I wouldn't fancy uh, being on him running at you. Even, oh, God, uh, no. Yeah, no. Um, with Von Miller on track for twelve and a half, thirteen sacks this season, do you think he's flying under the radar for MVP? Um, uh, he'd need another ten sacks to get MVP, wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess he is flying under the radar, but more as in. He's just not really going to be considered either way, is he? And yeah. I, I love Von Miller, but I think it's just defensive players who are doing more than him. If a defensive player was going to win it this year, I don't think it's going to be him. Didn't JJ get like 22 sacks one season and then he wasn't even really yeah. in the top three of the MVP voting? Yeah, it's hard for a defensive player to win MVP. Mm. In some ways, I wish they would just make it like offensive MVP and defensive MVP or something along those yeah, sort of lines. The whole overall award. Cause yeah. It is because, basically offensive MVP. Yeah. It's it's basically quarterbacks and a historic running back season yeah. award, isn't it? It's and I guess that is right because at the end of the day, the quarterback is the most valuable player on every team, pretty much, aren't they? And if they're not, yes. they're probably not a great team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's entirely true. I'm just having a look back at the the history of uh, the MVP. Uh, the last defender to win it, Lawrence Taylor in 1986. Yeah, and. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're going to be waiting quite a long time. So, <laughs> yeah. unless it is some absolutely insane season, but I don't know. Yeah, what what would beat some of them JJ Watt seasons? As you said before, like they were incredible seasons. And if he didn't win it then, then when is he really going to win it? Yeah, exactly. The last known quarterback to win it was AP back in twenty twelve. Was that his two thousand yeah. just, just yeah. short of the record season? Yeah, and that. And I feel like that was a bit of a down year for some quarterbacks that year. There wasn't really that many that put up a great season. So. Was that the year Peyton was injured? Yeah. Uh, was it Peyton injured or was that the season? I feel like Peyton might have been second. I, I can't remember 2013 now. 2013 was the Broncos Super Bowl season where Peyton broke all the records. Oh, yeah, it must have been then. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it takes a lot for a non-quarterback to win it. And Yeah, I like you gener- think... generational running backs. Sean Alexander, LT and AP are the three running backs to win it. Uh, this century, basically, since 2000. Is that this year? Gurley's on for like, a pretty... Well, it could be a historic season. Yeah. And I still don't think he's really top five, maybe. I'm not even sure. <laughs> no. See, I think you could you could probably say Goff might even be ahead of him, and you wouldn't say he's in, as important to him, but quarterbacks just get voted more, don't they? Yeah. Like Mahomes, he's been up incredible numbers. Them yeah. numbers... He has to be leading stand. the way currently, I think. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Breeze ended up winning it if he can have a good second half, just yeah. for sort of because he's never won it and almost that, that sort of start. Yeah, as well. yeah. It's. I feel like he might get one because of that reason as much as anything. Well, not as much as say he's played well. I'd like to say not only because of that, but I mean it might give him the edge if it's sort of close. Yeah, Cam Newton and Matt Ryan have both won it. Give Drew Brees one. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That Matt Ryan one when he robbed it from himself. <laughs> Um, do you think there are any other players as smart as Luke Keekley pre-snap? 
Uh, yes, Bobby Wagner, who's a better linebacker than Luke Kigley. But oh. uh, <laughs> uh, I guess we're talking defensive players here. Um, kind of, although I think definitely up there. Can add quarterbacks in there. Like Peyton used to be the master of pre-snap, didn't he? You could read That's the it. defense and kill them. Just yeah, I feel them. like I feel like if you're talking quarterbacks as well, then yeah, lots really, aren't they? Because there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that will be doing a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, just offense. If if we're talking just offensive players, yeah, he's definitely in the top sort of two or three, I imagine. But mm. it's hard. That's hard to pick between them, really, isn't it? There's uh, yeah, some great defensive players out there. Yeah. Um, after years and years and years and years and years of Patriots dominance, uh, dominant presence in the AFC, do you think they will decline? Is coming sooner or later? Fingers crossed. It is uh, this season or next. Um, he says, "Sorry, Dave. Actually, not even remotely sorry." <laughs> Well, um, it has to come, doesn't it? But yeah, and I think I feel like Brady's got well one and a half seasons in him now. I think that'll be it for him, and I think Gronkowski's going to be very similar. And that this might even be his last season, Gronk. I don't know. There was talk but, he was done this year, wasn't there, Gronk? He's yeah, not enjoying it as much. No, and I think I, I, like although he comes across as a bit of a bit of a sort of party boy and that sort of thing. I think he's actually a, quite a smart person. And yeah. I think he knows that he's got some earning potential after uh, after he's finished with football. Oh, definitely. But, WWE will snap him up in an well, instant. Well, yeah. I think that's uh, <laughs> exactly where he went up. But, yeah, another season or two of football could ruin that earning potential there. And, yeah, I don't think he's an idiot. And I, I feel like you see it with the Patriots. We're managing him more and more through the seasons. Like, he doesn't... He doesn't really get as much work as he did. He still when 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 it really matters, we start throwing to him. But yeah, sort of when we can avoid it, he doesn't tend to get too much work. I think sort of saving for the postseason more now. Yeah, but, saving for the one you absolutely have to get that touchdown or that massive play, and then yeah, he's the he's the X factor in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think I think he's breaking down. So yeah, I think within well two three seasons, you're likely to see a very different Patriots team. In, I guess it all depends whether we can draft a quarterback between now and then. Mm. If we can get that Jimmy Garoppolo that we did have, but say obviously that didn't work out and couldn't work out the way it's gone. But yeah. so if you can get another one of him, then there's no real reason why it couldn't carry on. But that's a big, big, big if. Yeah, I mean Brady currently is sitting twelfth in the list of quarterbacks in terms of yards this season. Uh, Sixteen touchdowns to seven interceptions. That's not that's not terrible. Probably a few more interceptions you'd like, but he's 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 like you say he's being managed as well. Almost they've got a much more of a solid running game now. Sonny Michelle when he was fit and with James White, they're, they're, yeah, they're spreading the load around. Yeah, I don't I don't think their numbers tell the whole story. Sometimes like some of the I've had some some uh, was it the Colts game? I think there was two interceptions. They were two of the most unlucky interceptions you'll ever see. Yeah, where they just bounced off of like perfect throws. They bounced off a receiver's hands and end up as interceptions and stuff like that. But same with yardage. Yeah. I think yardage is a misleading stat as well. Matt Ryan yeah, has more yards than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I imagine Bortles probably has more than Brady. I don't know. It's probably close. Uh, yeah, yeah and, he's uh, really close. A few hundred, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, I feel like yardage is one of them. I think Drew, game... Drew Brees is uh, six yards less than Brady, but people would immediately think that Brees has got closer to Matt Ryan and Patrick Mahomes, surely. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you can... Uh, if you're just looking at the yardage and you can get misled a lot when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because, say, Balls is a perfect example. I think he threw 400 yards in that Chiefs game or something <laughs> like that and he was yeah. 
like five interceptions there. It's not <laughs> the reason he's thrown four hundred yards is because he played so bad early on. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I think we're. I think it's definitely heading for at least a decline, and I don't definitely won't be dominant as it's been over these last what fifteen years now. I think it's obviously it's, it's difficult to say if Brady isn't there, what happens? But I think as long as Belichick is there, look what he did with Matt Castle that season. He knows how to win and how to win with players that other teams don't want. Yeah, I, I'm quite interested to see what happens post Brady because I think Belichick will go on mm. two, three years to sort of almost prove that it is him. Yeah, but definitely. Like, but I, I think I think people do get a bit carried away with like Brady. The reason Belichick's been so dominant is the fact that he's had an absolutely incredible quarterback all this time as well. I don't yeah. think it's. Uh, one or the other. I think it's the fact that both have sort of coincided with each other. Yeah, it's perfect marriage. It's yeah. Everything and you want. Yeah. I, I feel like people take it away from Brady a bit too much sometimes. Don't get me wrong, I think Belichick's the best has ever been, really. But yeah, yeah, I think sometimes they can uh, take a bit too much credit away from Brady for that. No, I don't think that's fair. Um, that's it for our Facebook questions. We did get a few more from David Green, but one of them, he asked us, uh, we will be covering next week <laughs> yeah <laughs> the other one he asked us i think that can make a good um off-season podcast actually as well the uh make up a team of current players with no salary cap um, oh i missed that one yeah i think that could, we could do a whole pod on that yeah that, that could uh take a long time that one yeah maybe that's a free agency type uh podcast yeah that could uh that feels definitely more of an off-season one yeah so we'll, we'll, my we'll, team we'll versus yours yeah exactly there you go we will get into that eventually dave so uh, stick with us uh, on to Twitter then. Um, Cheap Eat at AFC CB1079 asks, after the emergence of gadget player Taysom Hill, do you have a top three historical gadget players? <laughs> now, we spoke about this before we started recording. It is hard to think of gadget players, especially historically. Um, yeah. It's... Percy Harvin is the only one that springs to mind for me. Yeah, and... Um... So, oh, I had uh, Denard Robinson as well, but that was more from his time at Michigan, really, more than uh, in the NFL. I remember him well, sitting on my fancy bench for two two years almost, and never playing him because he never did anything, but he always had that potential to have that game where he was just classed as the offensive weapon, wasn't he? Yeah, that's, I mean, that is what they called him. And, uh, yeah. yeah, he was such a fun player. He wasn't didn't end up working out really in the NFL, but he was such a fun player. Yeah, But yeah, I think but, for me personally, Harvin, just he did a lot of offensive things is it less throwing but more running and catching and punt return as well and he and he kind of won us that super bowl he killed the broncos with that second half uh, touchdown return so yeah i feel like harvin is the one harvin i feel like harvin is the one really if you can sort of say Mm. the best sort of gadget player probably what the one out of all of them that really crossed over to being like a a proper wide receiver really wasn't it yeah he still had a good couple of really good years as a wide receiver as well yeah, more so than players like we mentioned. Tavon Austin He's never really done it anywhere, has he? He's been paid a lot no. of money to not really do a lot of work. Yeah, he almost makes the top sort of three, four, five just by default. Really, there's yeah. not that many. Uh, the lack of not fun. that many. Yeah, I, I, I like Taysom Hill. That's an interesting thing they're doing with him. But I wish they would stop giving him the ball in the red zone. Just give it to Drew Brees. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? I, I guess Lamar Jackson comes into the same conversation, mm. doesn't he? But yeah, I don't really get it. I think we've definitely spoken about it in one of the podcasts. I can't remember which one, but it feels like the coach is just trying to prove that they're smarter than everyone else, and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a waste of time, really. Almost, 
Um, who is the most durable running back out of Devontae Freeman, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, and Chris Thompson? <laughs> well, Tricky. I think I think some of them are a bit unlucky. Like Dalvin Cook, I feel like his issues this season are probably linked to those issues last season. Yeah. Maybe next season's the year he properly comes back. Because so often you see it, don't you, after a big injury that players come back and start having hamstring issues where they're just not sort of fully ready and I think yeah I think a yeah. whole off season next season might do him the world of good but yeah I think Leonard Fournette's probably the least out of them because <laughs> yeah he's he, been only two years and injured for two years almost yeah he, it feels like he just doesn't fancy it sometimes and mm. I'm not calling him soft or anything like those sort of lines because I don't think any player in the league is soft really but no, he can't be yeah really, but... it feels like he's one of these that's not going if he's not 100% and yeah yeah that's a lot yeah the other two I, I love Chris Thompson he's one of my favourite players to watch play I just wish he would play more and I think probably out of all of them Devontae Freeman's probably the most durable yeah he's really had injuries the last couple of seasons and... yeah and he's carried the ball a lot over these uh, last few years hasn't he and... yeah he's been a busy man um, how many guns does Ron Rivera have in his basement <laughs> Um, I'm not sure if you're alluding to something uh, with this one because it's, it's gone over my head if you are but I, I don't know maybe a few yeah I feel like <laughs> he seems like the sort of man who like going to the shooting range or something I don't know <laughs> he's got, so, he's got the, the dead eyes he scares me yeah. better a little bit so. yeah he, he has got that sort of crazy look so yeah maybe uh, maybe he's a gun enthusiast <laughs> and finally from Cheapy where does big Adam Thielen rank in the talk of best wide receivers in the league could be right it's, up there. Yeah, it. I feel like a hard one because I don't know whether he would go like elsewhere and do as well as he does in Minnesota. I don't know whether it's mm. one of them things where he just sort of it suits him down in the ground, the offense or what. But yeah, because he doesn't. It's hard to sort of like say you would take him if you were drafting now above some of the others, like I don't know yeah, Beckham, you can, you can Jones, really or top them five, can't you? Almost without even thinking about it. But in terms yeah. of production this year, he's probably outproduced all of them. Oh, yeah, I think he's the most productive wide receiver in the whole league this season. So, like, on form, he's as good as anyone. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you were drafting, looking ahead, whether he'd... I don't, I'm not even sure he'd make the top 10. I'm not, I really don't know with him. Like Beckham, I think he's, Beckham's stuck with a terrible quarterback, but I'd still take Beckham over him. I don't really know why, yeah. though. I, I, I do agree. And I think, yeah, I think Beckham, if you were putting... If you're making just a random team and you didn't know your quarterback was, you didn't know the rest of the team... I think you would take Beckham over him. I think you take mm-hmm. lots of other, lots of other, sorry, wide receivers before you got to him. But Andre Hopkins, yeah, Jones, Michael Brown, Jones, people like that. I yeah, like, Michael but... Thomas, all of these players you'd take before him. But yeah, yeah, I say on form, he's say maybe the best wide receiver in the league this season. Yeah, he leads the league in uh, receptions, yards, uh, yards per game. Uh, does he lead the league in touchdowns? No, he's two, he's two behind Tyreek Hill, but Hill's having some sort of magical season, so he's he's doing incredibly well. Yeah, he's so he's been great. It's it's weird in that offense where Stefan Diggs has almost become a bit forgotten, hasn't he? And yeah, so he's been good as well this year. It's not like he's been bad, but yeah, he's sort of gone under the radar almost. Well, yeah, if you if you if you got Adam Thielen in your third or your fourth round of your fantasy draft this year. Be, be prepared to spend a second round pick him next year. I think is kind yeah. of where he where he lies fantasy wise. So he's just getting so many targets, isn't he? It feels like he gets about fifteen targets every game. Yeah, he's got a really nice relationship with Kirk Cousins and yeah, they've got to work with. 
Yeah, they've really hit the ground running, haven't they? There. Yeah. Uh, question from Royal Riot UK at Royal Riot UK: Is Cam going to the Hall of Fame? Will he be first ballot? And if not, how did we manage to be so wrong about him? <laughs> he is going to go to the Hall of Fame, I think. I d- I don't know. I don't know if he'll go without winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, true. He, he has to do that. That's almost yeah, like a, an entrance fee. Yeah, I feel like if he wins one, then I think you can put him in now. But or straight away, sorry. But yeah, I don't. I don't. If he doesn't win one, then I can't really see him getting in because I just don't think his numbers will really be there. And down the line, the numbers are what really sharp when it comes to voting, isn't it? And yeah. Well, someone like Matt Stafford's going to have more impressive numbers, but does Matt Stafford make the Hall of Fame? Oh, I, yeah, I don't think Stafford... I, like, I'm taking Cam over Stafford every day, but you're right. If you when get to the end of their careers, mm. people that haven't necessarily watched them that much, and or sort of like when you're forgetting about a player, like 20 years down... Well, maybe not that long, but sort of 10 years down the line when they're voting on these players, yeah. it's the stats that really stand out, isn't it, and make the argument, and I think he could struggle there. Yeah, he's yeah he's going to be behind some quarterbacks that you you wouldn't really fancy uh, to be Hall of Fame worthy. So it's it's a tough one. I think I think he will do, but like you say, he has to win that Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's out of the question. The the main highlight of Cam in the Super Bowl for me is him fanning out of that play where the ball was fumbled and uh, yeah. standing back. That's not a good look. I say he's he's already got the MVP, hasn't he? Yes. There and that's sort of I think that goes a long way when it comes to uh, like Hall of Fame voting. I think that's, yeah, uh, that's a big thing, one, but... isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, I feel like he just needs. Or if he had another season where he was the MVP and didn't win, mm. uh, win a Super Bowl, then maybe that's sort of another one that can a two-time MVP is going to go to Super, uh, to the Hall of Fame. Sorry, aren't they? But yeah, it's hard to see him without another like magical season in there. Yeah, two-time MVPs. You've got Steve Young, Brett Favre, Kurt Warner, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. They're all Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah. And they're all going to be going in. Well, I said they'll be a bit before him, but some of them will be hanging around and going in a similar sort of time. It's going to be hard for him to uh, really go in ahead of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, next question then is from Hassan at HMTray112. How much of the Titans' O-line troubles are down to their system? And what needs to be done to get more out of Del Boy Henry and Dion uh, Lewis? Um, their O-line is... When they're fully fit, they are very, very good. But something's been off this season. I don't know. They've, they've had some injuries. Taylor Lewan's been in and out. Um, Jack Conklin as well has missed a bit of time. But they have changed system. They? They've got Mike Vrabel there and Matt Lafleur, which is completely different to what they had last year. Yeah. It feels like it's more of a, a health thing, really, when it comes down to it. And I feel like they will be fine. But, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's just not quite right there, is it, at Tennessee at the moment? And Yeah. I, it does feel like... It may be related to the O line, but I don't know how much of it is just that like Derek Henry hasn't been very good and so we saw on Sunday that Dion Lewis did well at Wembley and yeah. really sort of ran over the charges and Yeah, so maybe it's just that the line's getting healthier now and they get sort of the second half of the season they'll be a lot better. But yeah, it's hard to know really. Yeah, I think Lewis is the one. He's the one that can do more damage. Henry's you know what you're gonna get from Derek Henry, what we've seen in previous years. He's gonna pound it at you. He's he's he, he can break it around the edge and take it to the house, but he more often than not will run straight out the middle and try and run you over. Whereas Lewis is not a magic gadget player. That seems demeaning to him, but he's a, he's a pass catching running back and he can do yeah. a lot of things, but he can also run through the tackles. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's a good player. And I, I think, 
uh, like offensive line is the hardest one to just sort of watch a game and sort of really diagnose what's good and what's bad about it, isn't it? Yeah. Of, of all the positions. Because everyone else has numbers to back it up pretty much, doesn't it? And then, yeah, offensive line, you're just sort of just relying on what you're watching. And, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like that's the hardest one to really make a judgment on for people that aren't experts in the game. See, I think I'm becoming an expert because I've watched the Seahawks offensive line for three or four years now be absolutely terrible. And I can kind of, <laughs> I can start to tell that oh, look, they're actually doing what they should be doing now. It's, they're doing things the Seahawks don't do, so exactly. they must be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jermaine Lefay's not giving away four penalties a game, so they must be improving. Um, question from Gianluca Fresh on Twitter. Um, Amari Cooper was linked with the Redskins over the weekend. Is he the answers to their wide receiver problem? Would he fit Gruden's system? And if so, what will it take to bring him to FedEx Field? Now, obviously, this is after the uh, trade to Dallas for a first-round pick. Um, yeah. But would he have worked at the Redskins? I don't know because they don't really have any outside threat at the uh, Redskins, do they? But I don't know. That's more to do with how Alex Smith plays more than the players that they've got. Yeah, they've got Paul Richardson, who is an outside deep threat, yeah. but he's been anonymous this season. Yeah, I feel like it. Yeah, I feel like it's more to do with how Alex Smith plays. So I guess he probably wouldn't fit the system, really. I think he would have been very much the same. Um, Raiders wide receiver at the Redskins. Yeah, I mean, he would have fair. had a game where he got two hundred yards and he would have disappeared for seven weeks. I, I quite like the fit in Dallas for him. I think he can do well there. Yeah, I like Dak Prescott. I don't. I didn't buy into the hype that he was the, the second coming, and I don't think he's a, a top ten quarterback. But he falls into that category for me with Derek Carr, with people like that, where he can get the job done. He will throw for a lot of yards, and he can run, and he's he's tough and. He needed some weapons. They gave him nothing to work with, bar yeah. Elliot. And we saw last week that if there's no threat of a passing game, then Elliot gets balled up. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was a good move for them. It was. Uh, was it a high price to pay though? First round pick. To me, it felt like a high price, but then sort of as it's gone on, I sort of lean to it's not too bad. I mean, it feels, uh, yeah, it does feel like a first rounder, and what could end up being. It might even be a top 10 pick when it comes down to it. So that, that feels a big price to pay. But they needed to do it, really. They needed to get someone in. But yeah, I don't know if they've... They pro- I felt like it probably should have been a second maximum and they probably could have yeah. got in for that as the Raiders were getting desperate. But yeah, so it was... A, I think it's thought that the Eagles were interested as well. So yeah, I guess yeah, maybe I if the second, I think, was the, as high as they yeah. go. So If the division rival's there, then... Just go and get him if you really want him. He probably but, could have if he, if he works out. He's going to be in line to be paid almost the same time as um, Prescott and Elliot. Yeah, it's going to offensive line. That is a lot of money on offense. Yeah, I, I feel like that offensive line is going to end up changing in the coming years and getting yeah, a bit cheaper because around the league, aren't they? Those guys. Yeah, because I just don't think they can pay them anymore. I think they've got to give somewhere, and I feel like that's a place that you can give a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, question from Joe Collings123. How much longer can Cam keep carrying the Panthers? Very poor coaching from uh, Ron Rivera most of the game versus the Eagles. I think Cam's having a really, really good season this year. Kind of under the radar. He's he's if, he's been efficient with his runs. He's not running into stupid situations like he has done previously. His, his passing is much improved. Um, his accuracy more than anything. Uh, he is kind of... Is he carrying them though? I don't know. I've not watched, not, not watched their games close enough to kind of judge the coaching decisions 
Oh, I, I think he is carrying them, but that's just the way he is. I think that's going to be the case he because he does so much. Is, he? Yeah, he does so much for them. I think he is their number one running back. Yeah, as well as the quarterback. So I think, yeah, I think he does do everything. And yeah, I feel like yeah, the coaching wasn't great in that Eagles game. Right. Um, but I do, yeah, I do wonder with the Panthers sometimes whether they are getting the best out of him or not, but. Yeah, I think I think he's been amazing this season. I think he's been really good. Mm. Yeah, he's uh, he is going on the radar of uh, having a really really good season. Final question then comes from Delirious Nomad. That's Delirious underscore Nomad on Twitter. Are the Browns going to get through a game without the refs screwing them over? <laughs> um, are the refs screwing them, or is Hugh screwing them more than anything? Look, I feel like this uh, Baker Mayfield thing where he didn't get the call for it has been so overblown. Mm. Like it happens nearly every game, nearly <laughs> every week, that someone gets hit like that and doesn't get the call. Yeah. And it this for some reason this one's been really picked up, and Brown fans think it's like the worst decision ever. <laughs> but because I saw it being compared to, um, I think it was a Roethlisberger play where he right. was being sacked and he got hit on the helmet by the right. player's hand. Yeah. And it's just a completely different play. Mayfield was running <laughs> and he's become a runner. If a uh, if they're sacking a quarterback and hit him in the head, it's a it's a flag every single time. Yeah. And so don't get me wrong, I think it was a it should have been a flag on that hit. But yeah, as I say, it happens every single week in it, pretty much every single game. And yeah, I don't I don't really understand what the big fuss about it was. But no, if you've become a runner, you're you're susceptible to the same hits the running backs get. Yeah, and obviously the rules have changed a bit this year with the helmet helmet rules and all that sort of stuff. And it say it probably should have been a flag, but yeah, it wasn't that bad. I thought they would flag a lot more than they have. There's been a few that have contact with the shoulder pads and the helmets at the same time, and they're letting them go, which I like to see. They've not been calling everything every single time a helmet gets touched. They've, they've kind of what we saw in preseason hasn't followed through to the season. Yeah, I think, I think they've done. I think, yeah, I think they've done it right with it. It's uh, end of the day, they've got to make the game as safe as possible. It's 2018, and yes. these things are more of a big deal these days, and rightly so. So they've got to do what they can to make it safe, and it's just one of them rules that's going to do it. But, yeah, that play. I, I feel like um, the head coach is screwing the Browns more than <laughs> more than the officials, really. Yes, yes definitely. I mean, yeah, look a bit closer to, to Hugh than uh, the officials each week. <laughs> yeah, he is the biggest problem they've got. Get him out of that building. They're a seven-win team, probably. Look, I think easily a seven-win team. Yeah, just give like, just give the ball to Todd um, Haley for us this season, and they will vastly improve. I think. Yeah, it's, that's got to change there, but. But instead, they're taking less, uh, giving him less responsibility and giving more play calling duties to Hugh Jackson. Of course they are. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very Browns, isn't it? They've it's, won. They've won two games. They're panicking now. <laughs> yeah. Don't, got, yeah. I think they're contenders, saying just because Hughes turned them around. And, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Baffling. We talk about the Browns a lot on this podcast. I feel like we do actually. Yeah. Considering <laughs> yeah. we're Seahawks and uh, Patriots fans, we talk more about the Browns than anyone. But yeah, I, I feel like if it's just one of those teams that's easy to talk about because yeah, Hugh Jackson's just an idiot. <laughs> So, yeah, that's our podcast title this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, poor old, poor old Browns fans. Yeah, yeah it's not, it's not the, not the refs. It's the, the coach I'm yeah. going with. It'll get better. Don't worry. That's it then. That is all our community questions. Thank you very much for all your questions that you sent in and the ones we we haven't answered, but we will get to those in the off season or uh, next week. Um, we've got 
we've already planned next week's show already. So efficient, aren't we? Are we? so <laughs> efficient at this. This <laughs> is great stuff, this. Yeah, so it's, professional. It's fun to do. It's fun to talk football. It's fun to talk about all the teams as well. It's I've, I've done team-specific podcasts before, and whilst they're good, you kind of cover the same topics every week. When you're covering the entire league, it's so much happens every week that it's so much fun, and there's always, always something to talk about. Well, and I think these questions help that as well, where we're getting questions from basically every team in the league most yeah. weeks, sort of between like sorry, but like week to week, we're covering yeah most teams around the league. And I think yeah, I really enjoy doing these. So yeah, really thanks, uh, really thankful for all these questions that come in each week. Yeah, they're so good. They are kind of my favourite part of every podcast to talk about because I don't profess to be an expert, but I just love the game and I love to watch as much football as I possibly can. So. It gives me an outlet to talk about it. My wife is sick and tired of hearing me talk about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you people do instead, so thank you very much for that. Um, if you could give us a little share, uh, obviously share the, the competition post, share the podcast posts, you will be entered into our competition draw. Um, not just a shirt, though. We're also giving away a personalised mug, aren't we, for the second place? Yeah, and they're great, their mugs. Who doesn't love a mug? Exactly. I've got a so you can have it, full of them in the kitchen. You can have any player, any number you want. You'd have your own name on the back, on the mug if you want, with, the, with your team's number. Yeah, that's Who really doesn't cool. want that? That's really cool. It's probably better than the jersey, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I think we've promised them a jersey now. They're going to want a uh, jersey. Okay. All right. <laughs> if we have to. Yeah. So, yeah, keep sharing the posts. Uh, enter yourself into this. The more times you do it, the more times you get uh, entered into the draw. Um, it's really good fun. We will be back um, next week with our review of uh, our takeaways from the weekend's games. I look forward to week nine of the schedule. The season's like almost halfway done, Dave. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> International series are done after this week, isn't it? And then, yeah, just on the home stretch. Going into winter football, though. I do like winter football. Yeah, we should get a couple of snow games coming yes. up soon. Always Love the most fun. <laughs> Um, so yeah, make sure you find us on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, you know all the, the the details for that. You can find Dave on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at DJG23. There you go. You can make sure you message him and follow him. And you can find me at Rosper1984. And I'm always uh, happy to welcome new followers. I'll follow you back and I will interact with you if you ask me any questions, even regarding how many guns Ron Rivera's got in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be back next week. Um, if you get us on iTunes, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. That would be great. Um, the more we, more of those we get, the more visible we become. So make sure you do that for us. That would be fantastic. Uh, we're on Spotify. If you prefer to consume your media through Spotify, I don't think you can review us on Spotify, but you can listen to us and you can kind of like or follow us, I think. And that kind of makes us more prominent on there as well. So do all that stuff. Uh, until next time, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Dave. Bye. And we'll see you later.